As you all know, uh, me and my wife, we started the Bahamas Godparents Center. And who would have known that over 13 years ago, we took a leap of faith by going to Lynchburg, Virginia to study God's word. And when we were finished, we said, what are we gonna do? And the only thing that came to my spirit was that whatever God leads, we'll go and take the step. And my wife started working in crisis pregnancy centers in the United States. Then we moved to Miami. And then she woke me up one morning, Saturday morning, and said, honey, I want to go to the beach. God, I can't sleep. God is talking to me. I said, well, honey, God talking to you, not me right now. <laughs> so you go right ahead. And, you know, I'll pray for you as you go. And, you know, but God laid out all the plans for this ministry. Because at the time, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't live that, the story that my wife lived. So God had to use her, but then I had to come alongside. And I find myself everywhere I go, the only conversation I have is about this ministry. So God has put a passion inside of me also to go ahead and uh, work in this ministry. Uh, so we have a few arms of our ministry now. First, we just started out as Bahamas Godparents Center. Now we have also the pro-life Bahamas now that we are uh, leaders in this. And then we also have the students for life. And my daughter and my wife, they go out and I'll share more as we go on. But in Matthew, where the disciples ask, what is the greatest commandment? And we all know the answer. Jesus told them to love God and then love your neighbor the same way. Because it said in that last part that they are just as important. You understand that? The same way you love God, you need to love your neighbor. And in our pro-life pro Bahamas uh, ministry, that's where we go out and speak uh, we speak to the different people who invite us in to talk about our ministry. And we challenge them. Uh, we challenge them and we talk about a case for life. If we can say for sure that the unborn is truly a life, then there's no reason that an abortion should happen. And we challenge our listeners to get along, come alongside of us and be that voice. And then also our next arm is our prevention arm, where as you can see on the slide, we've touched quite a, mem a number of young people in our country. I had no idea how big this particular arm would be because in the United States, this is not a big thing. But when we came here, God opened up so many doors for us to go into schools, youth groups, uh, different uh, organizations to speak. And we have uh, went into the schools, we reached over 1,500 students. And in this, we, in, when I say we, I'm not talking about me, because I'm at school, but my wife and my daughter, they go out and they present uh, abstinence, to stay away from sex, and people, are like, you talk about sex? Yes, 
but we talk about it in a godly way and how God intended sex to work. And we also do, uh, what is it called? Sex avoidance. What, what's sexual risk avoidance. Sexual risk avoidance. And it's a curriculum where it's an interactive thing and it shows the results of these young people when they make the wrong choices when it comes to sex. And it's very, very interesting to see. Uh, we were able to share with uh, some of the Iwana, uh clubbers the other night on Tuesday night, uh, the seventh grade through 11th graders, and they, they were blown away. But we are trying to teach truth to these young people. And then also, since we've started this, just last week, our phone's been ringing off the hook. We've been invited to many, many other schools this coming week. So pray for my wife and my daughter. It seemed like I had to start paying them now, because <laughs> now they're really going out and doing the ministry. Then our other arm of our ministry is where my wife and my daughter get to sit down with people who have been faced with an unplanned pregnancy. And as you can see, we've, to date, we've touched 25 clients where they do weekly classes and courses, whatever the case may be, whatever they're dealing with is individualized. And everything that we do is confidential and the clients come in, my wife and my daughter work with them through whatever situation. And as you can see, this is very near to us. Eight babies have been saved from abortions. Young women coming in and asking, and all we do is give them the truth. You understand? If that's a life, you have no right to take that life. We don't, and we give them the truth, but it's ultimately their decision to make. And also, if you see down there, we are very pleased to be working with some pediatricians on the island to give free health care to all of our people who come in for two years. Once they're working with us, everything that they get is free of charge. So that's another blessing that God has uh, given us. And like I said earlier, all of our things are confidential. But sometimes in our ministry, we have people and young ladies who are willing to share their story and how God has worked in their lives. So we have today a young lady who has been through our ministry still in our and ministry. still in our ministry and her beautiful young girl and her dad is here today and she's going to come and share a few words with you guys. Welcome Ariel and her father. The baby on the top right is Lila. Good morning. Since I found out I was pregnant, I was introduced to Ms. Darvel and Mr. Darvel at the Bahamas Godparent Center. They've been a great help to me. My entire pregnancy, I met with her once a week. Even now, Lila and I still meet with her once a week. She helps me with my relationship with God. She encourages me to go to church, go to Bible study, go to youth group keep my walk with God as strong as it can be so that I can be a better mom to Lila. And 
a better person in general. So the Bahamas Scar Parent Center has definitely helped me a great deal. Thank you. Sorry. Good morning. This is very unexpected, but I thank God for the opportunity to share a few words. When I found out that my daughter was pregnant, I was very disappointed. And before anything could kick in gear, God said to me, you have to continue to show her love. The love that you've been demonstrating to her from the day she was born, continue to show her that love and increase that love and I thank God for the decision that Ariel made. Because as you see here this morning, you won't know unless you lived with her. The bundle of joy that she is and that she's brought to our family. So whatever support you can give to this ministry, God will be indebted to you for the lives that this ministry will reach as a result of the support that you give. Thank you. All right, thank you. And now uh, we just want to give you some things that uh, is upcoming. Sorry, I was told to some, be quiet. Sometimes it's easy to get lost in the work. But we deal with people real people every single day. I met Mr. Usher presenting at a church. Just how I present at Calvary and I go to other churches, I met him at a church and he came and he asked for my business card. I had no idea it was his daughter, no idea. And so we're touching, like Richard said, the future of our country. See, as we work with Lila, and her mother, Lila, is another generation. Right before you this morning, you had three generations of people. So if we can impart God's word, yes. See, we, we work with sinners, but God says we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But John 1, 9 says, confess your sins and he will restore. That's the word of God. And so that's what we do. We bring them to the place of restoration to restore them and bring them back into the fold. That's our work. That's our work to bring them back so that that future, Lila can make a difference in this country and she doesn't necessarily have to make the choice that her mother made. So that's why we do what we do. Okay, next slide, please. Uh, these are some things that, are, uh, that we have planned coming up this year. Uh, we want to set up uh, and embrace grace, and we go into all, many, many churches. Guys, it's sad to see the amount of churches whose doors are closed to our ministry. But you know, one thing that we have always said, God will open the doors that he wants open. And he has. And, he has. and we just have to be faithful to move in that way. Uh, we're actively looking for a building and we thank 
God for Pastor Lee and Telios Ministry, who is allowing us to use his space free of charge, uh, where we do all the counseling with the young people. And, and, but we're really in need of our own space because we have a lot of things that we need to set up. We have a lot of things that uh, we need to put in place so that this ministry can be what it really needs to be. Uh, we are also praying for OBGYN uh, to come alongside of us because eventually down the road, we're gonna need someone to read and uh, do all of the ultrasound work. So that's vital. When the mother sees a heartbeat, they can't deny that that's a life. And so we are really truly praying for that. We are also looking for corporate donors. Uh, God is blessed with a few, but we need more to continue our ministry. Uh, and we have taken a leap of faith, guys. Uh, like I said, we took a leap of faith way back then. And we took a leap of faith and we brought on our daughter to work in this ministry. And so you could imagine if we don't have the funding to support all of this on my one salary. So please pray for us that God will provide the funding so that we can continue to grow. Uh, we also, in the next few weeks, we go into a conference in Chicago. So we have to keep on top of things, so we have to do the training. Uh, so pray for us. God has also opened up a very good opportunity for us to go to Africa to speak. And my wife will be doing seminars and training on abortion. But they've asked me, humble me, to give the, uh, the, the closing message to over six, 700 people. So you know, that's why my blood pressure was so high the other day. <laughs> but, 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 you know, God is able and we're trying to raise support for that as well. And we're also looking to get into the other out islands. And believe it or not, we were putting this presentation together and someone called us about partnering with other churches in different islands. So we have people who are willing to open up their doors, but we have to go in there and train the people so that uh, they can do the work when we're not there. So pray for that as well. Uh, pardon? Anyhow, you share that one. <laughs> like my husband says, um, we've been asked into Ireland. You know, in, in, our, in our country, a lot of persons, we'd like to talk about the government, but we know how our country is set up. And I think Richard touched on it. We can't just keep looking for our government to do things. A lot of things are centralized in Nassau but we have needs in our other islands. And so we intend to set up satellite offices there. So go into those churches and, and train the persons to be able to do the work until we can get back with them. But um, I don't remember if we spoke about it last time about trying to get the other Caribbean leaders. But in January, we were able to go to Puerto Rico. And so now we have a Caribbean pro-life summit. 
So we're working together with other Caribbean leaders. This is a global issue, guys. I think I've said it before that an unplanned pregnancy or just pregnancy as it is, and the need for the word of God is to touch each and every one of our lives. And so we need it across the world. And so we've been spearheading that work. And so we're working with St. Lucia, Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, Puerto Rico, and a couple of other Caribbean islands to do the work that they need to do there and put them in touch with the resources that we need. We are thankful and really, really blessed by the support that we have already received. Again, Jeff said, leap of faith. One of the things that we have done is we've said, we will not make any moves unless God opens that door. And we have not opened any doors that we tried ourselves. God has opened everyone. When we first started, people said, well, why don't you go on the radio? And I said, mm, we have to go in the right place in the right time. God's gonna open it. Two weeks ago, we presented at a church. Monday morning, the producer for the radio station called me and said, we want you on the show. We want you today. I said, oh no, no, not today. And I said, maybe, you know, later in the week. And so we went on that show later in the week and we will be able to share the work and the ministry. We'll be going back on there again on Thursday. And he says, and I said to him, I said, it's very interesting that you call me because that was what we wanted, for God to open the door. He says, Rhonda, the door is open and nobody can close the door. That's how we do the work that God's called us to do. We do it by faith and only by God's leading. Thank you.